Okay, well, welcome to episode 13, Unlucky for Some, of the Euroallegiance podcast. So, in quick succession this week, we're back with another episode, hopefully in time for the big live reveal tomorrow night, or tonight, as you listen to this, hopefully, on... YouTube, the Four Horsemen's YouTube channel. So make sure to tune into that over this weekend. And uh, very exciting, I've got to say. I'm looking, as you know, I'm going to stay up for it, and I'm really, really looking forward to it. Absolutely. Well, that's Malcolm Kennedy here. There, he's the he's our uh, late night reveal watcher. Our messenger thread will be full of his messages when I wake up on Saturday morning. And Richard Jones will have his phone switched off at the time, won't you, Rich? That was the plan, although the more the closer we get, the more I think, do you know what? I mean, it's only two o'clock in the morning. If I was to stay up, then I could do the first half of the driving and then sleep the rest of the half. The second half, when my missus could take over on a five-hour drive back home tomorrow. Uh, Saturday, rather. So, yeah. So I am vaguely tempted now, I have to admit. I can see how this type of attitude ended you up with 187,000 customs. On your chest. <laughs> it's like no 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 well actually <laughs> if i think about it logically and you know it's possible i could squeeze another one in the yeah. chat <laughs> yeah willpower's never been my thing it's it's overrated willpower it's like ah, no if there's a way of finagling it then uh what the hell yeah well you're not bankrupt and you're not in jail so you know it hasn't done you too badly so far one life you might as well enjoy it exactly Says one of the most careful men on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you boys were just on Hasbro Pulse by G.I. Joe's, I believe. Go, Rich. Yes. Yeah, Mal flagged up that they'd uh, done a couple of drops. It's Yo, jo- Yo Joe June. Oh, so it's going to be expensive, like Joe June. Um, every June, yes. So they dropped four figures today. Um, there was a Tiger Patrol Dusty, which I have no interest in. Uh, a then an Arctic Bat, which quite frankly looked amazing, got a chainsaw hand type thing, which is incredible. Yeah. Uh, and then they did a deluxe figure, which is a Tele Viper, who I had as a child, uh, in like a floating bubble machiney thing. So I had to dive on that as well as the Arctic Bat. So I placed two orders. Thank you, Mal, for costing me more money. <laughs> no worries. There was wasn't there a Python Patrol Viper as well, or Crimson Guard or something? But yeah. And is I it free up. shipping with that for you guys? If you <laughs> if you spend over fifty, so it will have been for Rich. But uh, I bought two bats, yeah. and it's two p short of free shipping. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, it's a pain when they do that. It's just like really. Oh, so yeah. they do the ninety nine on the price, and then they and then they put a limit on the shipping so that it goes from fifty yeah. or something, is it? And you have two twenty four ninety nines. Oh my god! Exactly goodness. that. Yeah, exactly. That is that. not looking after your customers, as far as I understand. I believe. I mean, it was only three ninety nine shipping, but okay, okay, but still, it's it's, still, still, it's yeah. almost the principle at that I've stage. I've spent nearly fifty quid giving me a break. You know? <laughs> Yeah. But they look amazing. They uh they're not one that I don't believe they were ever produced in the vintage line and uh fair play Hasbro, they've actually done a good and made something uh, original <laughs> that looks really cool. Excellent. Well what's not going to be three ninety nine shipping, unless you get it from your local retailer maybe, 
is All Star 6. And yes. since our last episode, we've had all the rest of the vote winners announced. And there's been some surprises in there. There has. And the first very pleasant surprise, I think. (laughs) We'll get to that, Richard. You know, you'll have your say. You'll have your say. (laughs) On mute, but you'll have your say. (laughs) (laughs) So both are Shadowhorn. Second place. Literally second place. And... Jeremy said on his uh, show last night that it was very close between first and second place. So it wasn't like Clavian was a runaway winner. Oh, wow. So the dwarf crew really, really got their stuff together this time. I think Anthony Houseel has to get a big pat on the back for that, for sure. But there's others in the community as well. And I know uh, Guion, Honed Axe, has definitely been yes. tooting the horn for the dwarfs. So, um, fair play to those guys. I'm very happy with them as well. Great character, great yeah. figure, great looking figure. Showed him to my kid this evening. He's like, oh, he's funny looking. But I think in a good way, you know. <laughs> he, he's probably the one I wanted most out of uh, what was up for choosing as well, I think. Excellent, man. So, yeah, so I'm pleased with that. That's exciting. Yeah. Yep. And he's one of those... Really good character. I'll take it or leave it because it's another dwarf and it's not a particularly brilliant build. But the bio is superb. So as soon as I saw that, I was like, do you know what? I'm going to vote for him. Yeah. He's going to get my vote. I want that son of a gun so that Thord can hunt him down and decapitate him and dismember <laughs> him at some point in the future. Yeah, he's a superb character. And then you have uh, the added uh, benefit of having him as a great custom uh, dwarf, you know, great parts with him. Um, really solid, nice yeah. paints to to touch up on as well. You know, nice base paints. You don't need to complete. I wouldn't say you'd need to completely repaint them to make a cool uh, custom. You know, so a little bit up from a legion builder. You know, maybe uh, in terms of customizing. Well, a few people commented on how basic his paint job is, isn't it? Well, I'm not so it. sure though. And well, my response to that is, and we've said it. You know, and I'm sure Rich is the same in the way he does customs. Is if I can get the factory painted version of something, overdoing it myself every day of the week. <laughs> you know, yeah, but even yeah, even if the colours look fairly simple or whatever, you've still got more more shading and more highlighting oh, yeah. on the paint job than just sure. a, just a Legion builder, and it, it it's subtle, but it makes a really big difference, and especially in hand. Yeah, um, and. Let's be fair, okay, we've had a dwarf head in the pack, the dwarf head yeah. pack. We haven't had the dwarf head that comes with him. And yes, it comes with other previous builders and things, but it's yeah, a it's, different colour, a different, you know. Say the cavern, cavern dwarf was the last one, maybe, that came with that head. Oh, oh, oh uh, what? who came with it? Uh, All Stars 5, the Ilgar, isn't that? One of his alternate heads. Yes, yes, yeah, it would that, be, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But with yeah. that mental paint job, so yeah, it's, it's not very dwarfy on him. No, very cool though. But uh, yeah, big up for the dwarf guys. And Jeremy also said that Bromden was very high up in the top uh, vote getters. Oh, really? Yeah, he said it wasn't quite fourth, didn't he? But it was yeah. very, very close. 
Yes, indeed. And then third place in the main boat was Gortok the orc. And that's the that's this is surprising to me, but he seems to be the first orc all star. That's pretty impressive, huh? Hmm. Yeah, because we never got that is yeah. We've never got uh, Urku or Urzok, and it seems like Urzok is going to be a, a two point at some point. And uh, yeah, so I mean, okay, the Orc Legion builder has been re released, but that's the first Orc all star for given their popularity. That's interesting. Whilst I mean, whilst he was never wasn't my preferred, please, please. Well, whilst he wasn't my preferred choice, I would say of all the orcs, he is the most interesting paint app for for the orcs because of these patches and the, yeah, the mix of very, skin tone it's a and very good paint job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's one of those paint jobs that's going to be slightly different no matter what they do. Compared yeah. to the original, yeah. but I kind of like that. Yeah, and his armor is pretty cool. It's yeah. a, it's a, it's maybe not not very orky in that it's a bit shiny compared to uh, his body or whatever. But you could do loads of things with him. You could get, uh, you know, the basic metal, uh, you know, black metal kind of uh, armor parts and put them on him and make him really dark. You know, make him a really cave dweller. Um, You've just made me want to display him with the guitar that the uh, Dark Knights. Uh, guitar oh yeah, <laughs> that the Dark cool. Knights Batman comes with. That's cool. Like black metal. <laughs> oh yeah, black metal. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, and you could of course muddy up those boots. You know that's yeah, pretty yeah. easy. <laughs> Cavern or muddy up the whole armor. Yeah, just dip it in a vat of uh, brown wash. Leave it out to dry. Give him a leather leather coat <laughs> yeah, and a leather coat. <laughs> anyway. And some kit and some and some uh, white face paint. Hell yeah! <laughs> so Gortok, I think it's a good. Uh, I think it's a good custom uh, army builder, good custom fodder, great weapons. I love the he has the the kind of scythe type sword, uh, yeah. and he also has that little axe that's like a bit of a, a kind of a curved axe, small hand axe. It's like a bone, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like that. That's a cool weapon. <clears throat> and he's got two heads, so you can make him uh, unhelmeted or helmeted. So I think overall good figure. Not not in your list, Rich. It wasn't no. Although when you start, you guys started talking last time about the fact that you know, looking at the color color scheme, you could just do a black head, like you could chuck the the black leopard head on, or you know, you can just paint something else black and put some sort of purpley pink type patterning on and it would probably blend in looking at the colours so I'm more interested now, I'm not going to get more than a couple I don't think um, have one as is and then maybe one to customise um, so yeah it's it's okay I'm happy for the, for the people that really wanted him but at the same time curse every single <laughs> one of you that Sir Galeron didn't get through I hate you all I will find out from Jeremy Gerard who vote, who didn't vote for Sir Galeron and I will see you all at Legion's Con and I will tell you all off personally see he got very polite there at the end I'll tell you all off you all off <laughs> like, like a teacher yeah, at the end of the lesson when you haven't behaved well <laughs> I will scold you all thoroughly <laughs> exactly yeah. and I believe yeah that Galeron was fairly high up in the vote 
so which would make I think he's probably fourth. Um interestingly for you, Rich as well, uh Jeremy did mention Balam was very high up on the vote. Oh, 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 oh yes. And also uh, I will also find the list of people that voted for Balam and I will shake your hands at Legion's Com. Thank yeah. you very much for that. And you'll say, We'll have our day. We'll have our day in the future. We will. Um We will. And he also said, I mean, again going along with the uh, with your uh, thoughts on the on the line in general. Uh, the two point did useless in the voting. Pretty much bottom of the pile. Yes. Uh, yeah. I would like to say actually the um the episode that we recorded that we lost. I did say in that the Balam was a long you know an outside yeah. long shot to get in. So yeah. I'm going to take some credit for that. <laughs> oh yeah, and you were you were bigging them up as well in our in our pre pre voting episode. So yeah, yeah, I think you've been consistent in that. And he's one of your favourites. So. He is. I love him. Absolutely love him. And uh, yeah, out of the 2.0s, Tail and Prospo was the best uh, vote-getter. I think that's that's kind of what I saw in the community. Mm. Anyone that was talking about 2.0s, it was maybe her for the most part, maybe as a spirit bender and Grisha were the other two. But I didn't I hear much after Azza. that. Yeah. I would have liked Azra, as I say, but... Uh wasn't desperate <laughs> and then well i think this is to do with uh rarity or you know, level and rather than uh quality of the figure but magnus didn't get very many votes and he said vortog in his opinion if you were voting for the quality of figure and the amount of stuff you get vortog would probably be number one um but he was second last on the voting vortog so there you go oh wow so second i think it's last. yeah I think it's a ve- an availability thing. Yeah, it's as I, I think I actually said it in an earlier episode. Okay, I can understand though that wave being a couple of that wave being in there because they were a bit lost during COVID. But I think another couple of years and there'll be a bit more hankering and a bit more demand for them again. Maybe. Um, yeah. It seems to be a few about and out there that people have to trade or whatever at the moment, doesn't there? So. Yeah, I mean, if the fan base keeps growing and we come back to this in a year or two's time with the All-Stars votes and Magnus and Vortag are in there, I could see them being much higher, much higher yeah. in the list. Yeah, yeah. Especially if a lot of these older figures are now getting released, you know, and there won't be as many older, there'll be more among the older ones and it might be them versus the 2.0s. And then I know which is who's winning that. And then, for the alum alumni, <laughs> we have Sir Ignatius. <laughs> I think Turning into a bad radio station. <laughs> <laughs> Had to do that. So, um, Sir Ignatius, I think uh, I was happy with any of them apart from Carpathia's. I think uh, that was clear for all of us in a way. Um, you voted for Pixis Mal. You have a couple of Sir Ignatius, but uh, it's all right. You know, you know he is very good. Um, I'll probably pick up just one, <clears throat> replace one of the ones I've got, and, and play around with the, ones the other I've got. ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rich, happy enough with that? Yeah, I, I, I voted Sir Ignatius. So I'm, I'm very happy with that. Um, I was just going to get a couple. Um, and then I had a brainwave while sat on the beach earlier today about what I could do with Sir Ignatius. And I'm probably going to get half a dozen or so. 
there you go. And turn them into turn them into, turn them into some sort of angel group. So thank you know, change them up a little bit. But that pearlescent armor is going to be the the main basis. So thank you to the nice weather in North Wales and the beaches of North Wales. The fourth horseman have got yes. some more money as a result. And there really isn't many times you can say that because weather's shite up here normally. But, <laughs> but when it isn't, it isn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Was there a pearlescent glimmer off the ocean that made you <laughs> think about? <laughs> ah. <laughs> It was, Mal. That was it, yeah. It was off the road. It was yeah. the road shining up at me. It was like, ooh. ooh. <laughs> it's like a heavenly light. That's Angels. It. Here we go. Yeah, got it. <laughs> Love it. Oh, dear. Yeah, so Sir Ignatius, I think he's a great figure. Uh, one I don't have personally, so obviously happy to add him to the collection. I think he'll he'll get me close to being complete in Etheron. Sir Valgard, obviously. Um, I don't think I'll ever get him unless they do a 2.0. And a couple of Legion builders like the Gold Knight and the Knight. I don't really count that as completing the faction. You know, that's Legion builders. Um, as far as main characters go. And the other one I don't have is, oh yeah, Sir Godfrey. Don't care, he's a Templar Knight, you know. <laughs> if you have a big bad toy store Templar Knight with the gold trim, that's that can be your Sir Godfrey. Pretty much, eh? It can, absolutely, yeah, that's easy. Yeah. Funnily yeah. enough, uh, I got uh, Ignatius and Gorthok in the same bundle that I paid for. They were both in there. It's one of the oh, things that made me go, might pay a bit for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they bumped it up, yeah. And then, of course, yeah. Etheron himself is the other one that I'd be missing. Yeah, again, I won't go near him unless there's a 2.0. Yeah. No, but they'll 100% do a 2.0. Yes. And while the first one is a brilliant figure, it suffers from all the same things all the birds do. It just falls over as soon as you look at it. Yeah, it's worse than the 2.0s, the birds. Yeah. But a brilliant figure. I mean, I'm happy I have it and everything, but yeah, they the birds just topple over all the time. Yeah. Very good. So that I think that wraps up on All Star Six. We have the um, vote, or not, the result of the vote is done, and then we have the live stream coming to you Friday night, uh, US time, early Saturday morning Europe time, and we'll see what happens there. But very exciting, and we will talk about it next week. That's for sure. You can be guaranteed of that. 100%. And are we allowed to say at this point, John, that we might have guests joining us to talk about? Yes, we will have guests, yeah. So we've got uh, Tomas Rydberg, um, all the way from Sweden, our second Swede on after Emil. And who else we got, Rich? And Nico Dinkella, who's the, uh, the head of the European Mythic Legions group. Yes, he's the admin of the mythic legions european faction and a big collector completist i think he was an inbox collector at the start but he soon uh, he soon copped on to his ways a bit i know he has some of the big he has some of the big uh, boys in in uh, inbox in 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 those cases you know those sora cases or whatever uh, but uh, i think he he has a mostly loose collection now 
And I think he's almost got a complete collection. So we'll have to talk to him about that. But yeah, so we thought we'd have a fully immersive, not just us, Euro reaction to the reveals that come this week. So that's sounding pretty good. So look on to that. And uh, why don't we move on, Rich, to the parts from third party shops that we could actually use with Necronominus that's already been out since uh, our up pre-order last November and also All-Star 6, the, the kind of what they called last year the plus, but the new figures that are coming in this wave. And you've gone through all your favorite third-party shops, which I'm sure was a a big hardship for you to have to do that. It was it was an absolute chore, but someone had to yeah. do it, John. So yeah. did you did you did stepped. it cost you money? <laughs> Pretty or did, much, yeah. Or did, you, or did you just look in your shelves, or you know, look in your drawers at home? <laughs> uh, no, um, I don't have everything, so unfortunately, it, it, it probably will cost me the long run. There's a couple of heads. Stay strong. That, like, stay strong. Like, I literally went through every single thing on most of the pages. There we and there's go. a couple of heads I just completely forgot existed. And I was like, oh, I need that. Oh, that was really good. Yeah. I have to get that at some point. So I, I think I'm just going to start a little list up for Legion's Con and just have a pick them up and paint it there. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. So why don't you uh, bring us through your journey that you had? I've sent you boys the pictures and I will also put all these pictures in the comments section of our post and we put it up on Facebook so that Sounds People good. See what we're actually talking about, um, which which makes sense. So, I will do that as well. So, first up, I sent you. We said in the um in the last episode when we were doing predictions that I really desperately wanted a mummy. So, prop masters. So that's Zemo and Edu in Spain. Um, as well as selling lots of normal three D parts, they also uh, take commissions as well. Um, to to make your own. So I commissioned. I loved the um Tomb Kings from Warhammer when I was younger. Um, so I wanted to commission, and, and I love Egyptian history and culture. I studied partly partly studied that at university. So, so I love a lot of those things combined. So it's like right, I want some I want some Egyptian undead characters. Um, so we have the Serket head, uh, which is a skull wearing a scorpion helmet. Um, so you've got the scorpion claws coming down over the, as cheek guards, um, and then you've got the curled tail with a stinger on at the top as well um that would go i think all the mummy stuff would go really well with the um unclothed skeleton from maxilius the harvester, harvester yeah um, i mean obviously you can use anything for these sort of things but that would be my recommendation we get one of those strip him naked pop one of these heads wrap some cloth or something around it to make it look like mummies you've got it um we also have one called azim warrior which this is a more on the mummy take, so rather than a skull, we've actually got a mummy with bandages across the eyes. Uh, it's got a cobra motif on the, the top, the front of the, the head, um, and some more tra traditional leather with iron studs and uh, uh, cheek guards. Um, Can I just give a little uh, tip since we're talking about mummies? Something that makes great bandages for action figures. If you can buy the uh, tape that uh, athletes... I mean, the American guys listening will probably totally know what I'm talking about, uh, that wrap your fingers up with. Um, you can get uh, some that's got a sort of more bandage texture to it. Yeah. Uh, cut that into thin strips. You uh, wrap that around whatever. It's self-adhesive. Looks Makes really good bandages. I think it's, it's often called KT tape. 
not sure. Yeah, yeah. I just physio tape. tape. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Top tip there from Malcolm. Yep. Sorry, Rich. Carry on. <laughs> that was a good tip. Thank you, Mal. No, no, he's that's on, fine. He's on what Amazon looking for KT tip. Yeah. So what? 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 <laughs> <laughs> Are we doing a show? What the hell's going on? Uh, <laughs> or if you can find a cuddly toy mummy, just buy that and then rip that apart and use those bandages. That works. I'm still well. recovering from the teddy bear story. Come on. <laughs> he slaughters one teddy bear and he's got um, And then loss. lastly, from the heads I commissioned, we have one. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Holly, I'm not saying it's Toy Story come to life, but my daughter's bears they've all just gone hidden now <laughs> well, she's a smart girl yeah. yeah um and then we have a head called the cursed pharaoh now this is more of a zombie so you could shove it on maxilius but you could also put it on one of the undead legion builder pack figures as well um this or has something tradition. you might get this weekend you know that's ah, sorry yes i should have said john you're quite correct no but look like, yeah, all of these are potential uh for what comes this weekend but we are speaking a bit in the dark so this is we more um, giving you your options, and then you put the you put the recipe together as you like. Yeah. Um, so we have a traditional Egyptian sort of goatee cover type thing, um, a very traditional Egyptian hat with more like a zombie sort of face, a decayed face, screaming with missing teeth and everything. It's um, it's one of my favourite pieces, and it's uh, nightmare and really fuel to, as well. It really is, and I really need to put the picture up on the cabal. Um, <laughs> do you have a painted I'm version terrible. of that I got a painted um, Zima painted head and uh, torso for me um, and I've got the other parts ready I just need to paint some legion builder bones the same sort of dark grey that we use for those parts and then yeah that's good to go so it's a really easy paint job so I just need to get it done and, and get it out excellent um, then next up it's more prop master stuff and this is um a mummy head with some bandages wrapped around it, and you can see the teeth. And then a torso where you've got the, the ribs and bones sticking out, again, with sculpted bandages on there sort of thing. So if you don't want to wrap your own figures up in bandages and just want something with a bit of bandage on, then this combination of parts would be absolutely perfect for that. Looks very cool. And I have to say, t 10 bucks for that head and 18 for the torso is a pretty good deal. Yes, that's a really good price, actually. Yeah. Um, and I didn't even know they were doing the head, and they sent me one painted one as a freebie. I was like, thank you, I love you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm easily bored, thank you. <laughs> I'm extremely easily bored, yeah. It's, it's not, it really is difficult with me. Um, then next that we move on to Planetary Dog Toys. They've got some awesome uh, mummy heads there as well. Can confirm. Um, so they have three, yeah, they've got three, yeah, John's painted one for me, which is, oh, outstanding. That's going on, um, a Star Wars homage figure, but yeah, that's awesome. Um, so they have one called Ravenous Pest, which is quite a long face, and it's the mummy screaming like you know, real as John said earlier, nightmare fuel. Um, and then you get all all of these heads I'm about to talk about now. You get uh, like a one without bandages, so it's like a zombie slash skull type look. You get one where the eyes are covered, which is creepy as hell, and then you get one where the eyes are. You know, the eyeballs are still there and the eyes are out and that, that's creepy as hell as well. So that's Ravenous Pest. Uh, then you've got, then got Blight Spare, which is um, closed mouth, more of a traditional sort of mummy look. You know, again, eyes, covered eyes, no bandages. Uh, and then you've got one called Nebu. Um, 
again very similar except the the one where there's no bandages over the eyes there's just sockets rather than eye yeah than, uh, eyeballs i never knew I, I never i never know how to paint those i mean i just paint them obviously with the the socket being black but yeah i was wondering if there was a, a another idea about it you know putting something in there in terms of do you just leave it black in shadow or could you do something cool like maybe let it glow or something you could do oh, that. Glow would super, be good. super creepy. Mm. I'd probably just paint it so it's darker version of whatever you're using on the rest yeah. of the skin. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that's the way. But I like the glowy idea. That's cool. And ju- I think just to mention here as well, uh, when we talk about the the zombie pack, you know, the one with the translucent parts that came already in Necronominus, I know that Plantry Dog offers the translucent resin. They do for their parts. They so do, John that that could be a little uh, smart idea, and I've even seen, I've seen someone. I think Arturus Zorn, who the guy who the Seba mentioned about um, doing his shipping. He ships all the packages to him, and then he ships them from there to you, lovely people in America. And uh, he did a half and half face, so half of it was uh, he'd obviously taped over half the face. And then he did his whole paint job and then he took the tape off and then you have the half is just translucent and the other half is painted. So that that's awesome. I'm sure you wouldn't mind just stealing that idea. That was something you were interested in. Absolutely, yeah. And one of the colours they offer in translucent is blue. There you um, go. So Which I mean, obviously we don't we don't have the undead builder pack to hand, but it looks very similar. Yeah, um, and I think it could work. So that should work. You might be able to give yeah. it a bit of a wash if needed. And yeah. Uh, you know, and if you get really, really desperate, you could use the abomination that is blue hagnon, I guess, as well, for some parts. Don't don't make Those me spit words. out my water as I'm drinking. <laughs> abomination, I don't know. <laughs> How do you spell that? No, let's move on. So the next, uh, we're moving on to another uh, category of character then? We are moving on to another historical category. So um, moving us on to Viking. Undead Vikings now. Yes, um, now we're talking. Which, yeah, John celebrating. Yeah, yeah, all all sorts of good with this. Um, so starting off with prop masters, they do uh, a skull wearing a Viking helmet and two extremely long horns that go horizontally rather than curling up like the you know the traditional pictures you see. So that was a really nice touch, I thought. Um, and then they've got a torso that's got ribs, um, some guts. Uh, the lower half to cover the join, and then it's got a belt with an emblem across, sort of thing. So a really nice, really nice torso, a really nice different touch. Yeah, and this torso seems to go with that head. It does. Yeah, they they did a, an axe and some pauldrons and everything as well. Now you can um, obviously use them separately, but uh, you can. Nice yeah. that they go together too. Yes, I've got painted versions of those to put together for my um, my new uh, nasty horde of bad guys coming down from the north, uh, which I think I've mentioned before. Nice. Once or twice. Yes. Uh, Wolf King Customs then have one called Skater Skull, um, which is a Viking one. It's it's a bit of a random Viking one, but it is Viking esque. Yeah. It's uh, they call it the Cursed Viking. So it's got like a round helmet on, like a skater's helmet, uh, and sort of spiked attachments to the side of the helmet. So rather than have it's pretty cool. Okay, so that's that's it for the Vikings. I think Prop Masters. Thinking about it again, did have another one with a skull with a Viking helmet screaming as well, but I didn't get a screenshot of that. But so there's lots of Viking goodness out there for people that might want undead Vikings. Um, 
And who doesn't want wounded Vikings? No one in their right mind. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, and also, obviously, when um, when the Four Horsemen reveal their Viking faction at GCon to take on the Noble (laughs) Bear, then obviously we can then use these pieces as part of that. They're not going to take them on. They'll be part of Noble Bear, I tell you. (laughs) (laughs) They'll have your loving Noble Bear by the end of the year, you watch. (laughs) Sidebar here. So Jeremy also did say that... that, uh, Noble Bear and Sons of the Red Star aren't necessarily enemies of each other. So, oh, okay. They're just both in the, you know, in the neither good nor evil category. That's what you said. Defense, Malcolm, yeah, like yourself. Yeah, yeah. it's, yeah, it's funnily enough, it's what you said, wasn't it, the other day? uh... I think Travis's favorite faction is Necronominus, but if he really wants to be on the fence, he should be Sons of the Red Star. You can be House of the Noble Bear and you can have a duel. Because he likes a good bone, though, isn't it? So, uh... <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, we're moving on to samurai, did you say? Moving on to um, so Greeks. So next Greeks. up, it's the, it's the Greek take on things. So Wolf King have, um, I think they call it a Spartan helmet. Um, there's not an awful lot of skull on display, but the, I think Emil might have designed this one, but there is a little bit of skull sort of enough, in yeah. area with a closed head on. Um then we have uh, Noble Bear, who have, um, again, like a Trojan sort of feel to it. This is a bit more of an ornate helmet. Um, and uh, there's a lot of skull face on display in this one. And it's a very angry skull. Is there a little wolf or something holding is, the... Yes, the it's a wolf. Holding the... I'm guessing that's reference to uh, showing my history knowledge here, Romulus and Remus. Ooh. And the the big it, wolf in that, or whatever it is. I mean, the helmet's more Greek rather than Roman. But I said the hel- helmet's more Greek style than Roman. But yes, it could well be a nod. You yeah, know, yeah. did have that sort of thing in Roman. It was very much more common in Greek. But yeah, absolutely right. right. Um, and then lastly, we have um, uh, another Wolf King custom one, which is the Centurion helmet. Um, very similar again. A really tall plume on top, like the other two have. Um, going from front to back rather than horizontally across the head. Uh, lots of skull and big uh, gaping eye holes and that sort of thing. Um, really cool head. I've got one painted up for uh, an undead gladiator, which is part of one of my factions called the Remnants, who hung around uh, Mercurios after everyone else left to uh, <laughs> beat the poop like out of um, the invaders. Like so what... Uh, what... Body, would you put that? Did you put that with, or will you put that with? I, I did it with a. I so I based them all basically. I based them on a, a Vitus body, so it's a Vitus body. Okay, so you got the helmet um, that matches. Ilgar, yeah, um, and it's now got Ilgar limbs um, because the the helm the face was painted up a bit darker. Like with the skeleton one point zeros, the the skull was a lot darker than the bones. Um, so the the skull, so my, my head was painted up quite dark, and then I'm going to use the Ilgar bones to go with it. Um, Mail guards arrived now, so I just need to tear it apart. So yeah, yeah, indeed. With the and with the, the noble... 1.0 skeleton legion builder, there even from the original to the all stars to the um, reinforcements, they're all a bit different. Yeah, yeah. There's always a slight change in paint, isn't there, with all these things? I think that's one of the best things coming out of this Necronominous wave, what Jeremy said about um, trying to standardize that bone color a bit more. I think that's an excellent. Uh, quality of life improvement it'd be described as wouldn't it i guess it, it's a brilliant it's a brilliant idea going forward um just makes everything so much easy you know you don't have to tell someone to try and match something to a tibia sort of 1.0 whatever it's like you know for me who gets things painted it's like do the horseman bone color there we go yeah yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I like it as well. Uh, I think it's perfect to have a standard bone color. And then you can still do m mad bone colors like your Ilgars or, you know, do a really weathered bone. And, or you could do like a you know red, like your favorite uh, skeleton, or a blue, or whatever you know you know, or scaphoid or whatever. But to have the standard uh, kind of decayed human bone color, that's perfect. Absolutely, yeah. And the um, the noble bear one, I'm not sure if I mentioned to you guys. No, nope. I'm going to use that um, on a two-headed skeleton torso, um, and then I'm going to use an animal head as the other one. So who like, does the two-headed skeleton uh, torso come from? It comes from Dusteldawn Studio and also Blue Inferno figures do it. Okay. So I think it's an action figure fusion piece. Okay. But those two companies and those both, two both I think I think I think mine actually came from Blue Inferno figures. Because they do quite good pop and fits on the Blue Inferno stuff. He's changed a few sets so the the two 3D parts actually you can hear the pop as they go on together. Oh nice. Yeah, which is nice. I think he's planning on doing that with all of them going forward, or you know, redoing all the older ones and doing that sort of thing. But that's a nice touch. I think it's a really good idea. My concern with that though is over time, will the um, what's the you know, uh, I can't think what the word is I'm looking for, but will the resin will it be too much for the resin eventually after the you know the, to the tolerance? Cost? You mean? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I'm um, curious to yeah. see how that goes. Well, it's it's very hard to say with all this stuff, you know, but mm. I, I think there's a way of doing it that it's not, like, completely tight and that you're relying on heat or anything. No, I mean, um, he is putting the, the gap between to give the room yeah. for the flex, you know, flexing yeah. a little bit. But, um, yeah, I'm just curious to see how it works out. No, I think, I it think it's a great idea. I think it should be fine. I mean, it's always a case of what do we do? We're mostly just posing them once or twice and putting them on our shelves after we've painted them, especially customs, you know? This is true, this is you true. You know, the normal figures, yeah, I do I do mess around with them an awful lot more, but the, the customs, try and get them in a good pose and, and basically leave them. Yeah, that is a fair point. And, a and if I'm changing point. it up, I'm much more careful. But I yeah. do understand someone new to the thing. If someone picked up their first custom at Legion's Con and just started playing with it like a normal figure, I would understand that instinct. But you you need to be a little bit more. This is a piece of art than than just a figure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, th I think that's the that's the trade off, you know. But yep. the thing with the custom is there is no other version of this that's like yes. this. And if you buy it off a certain uh, level of customizer, you probably never get a, a painted action figure as good as that. That's just that is it. true. Yeah, yeah, it is, isn't it? I suppose you're yeah. right. It's, it's, it's where it's becoming a piece of art rather than a toy, isn't it? Rather than a figure, uh, just a figure, I should say. <laughs> and especially for types of figures that you know probably would never get made in the line. You know, I think there are some of the customs that yeah. you go, wow, you know, that is really worth the money because if I want a certain type of custom uh, or a certain type of figure that you know, you know that maybe either through because it has maybe a bit more, uh, whatever, uh, shall we say, risque elements to it, maybe, or that it's just a character that you've heard the Four Horsemen talk about they probably have no interest in doing or it's low down on their list. Yeah, you should just get a custom of it or, you know, if that's really important to you, you know.
Yeah, no, they're, they're definitely pieces of art. I mean, the most I've ever spent on one. I'm not going to say how much it is, um, but it was on um, it was on a, an ogre scale only. Um, and Immortal Collections do some brilliant ones, but this one wasn't them. It was it was some guy who's disappeared off the cabal now. I've not seen him around for ages. But he used um, it was some Mythic Legions parts. It was some uh, Marvel Legend Bath parts. He sculpted a lot of it, sort of thing. And it's just this incredible figure, and it's a piece of art. I mean, you know, you're not going to be posing in all these situations and and try and do this, that, and the other with it. But it's it's a it's a great figure. So yeah, I do regard them as pieces of art. Once you start getting when you're paying a lot. Then yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, so uh, are we on to Samurais now? We're on to Samurais now. Everybody's favorite, well, certainly my favorite thing. Um, so we've got a, a couple of pieces. So Planetary Dog Toys have um, a cool little undead Samurai set. They've got a torso, which has got Samurai armor um, across the sort of the bottom, if you do it diagonally, and then bones and that sticking out on the the uh, the opposite top diagonal um that's a great piece they also do um a skeleton face mask that goes on it so in theory you could you don't have to make it as an undead, undead character it could be a human wearing a skull face mask but the way planetary dog toys do it is you buy the helmet um and then they've got i think four different types of face plates that you pop into the helmet and they come with tiny little magnets to attach them to it as well that's cool that is um, awesome. which confused the hell out of me when I opened the bag and it's like what what is that because these magnets are tiny tiny yeah. little things <laughs> yeah I know I've glued one to my um, finger <laughs> it's not fun handy for finding any any nails or anything though John if you're doing DIY you've got to glue your finger <laughs> yeah, do, 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 do. yeah and I got all the staplers and the paper clips cleaned up in no time <laughs> there you go yeah I'm going for an admin job in the morning <laughs> just just in my hands covered in magnets going yeah I'm, look at that my desk is spotless clean desk policy done um and then wolf king customs uh do one as well it's a three-piece set so again it's a it's a skull head that you can use just by itself if you wanted to or it comes with a samurai helmet that you can put on top and there's also um like a samurai mask that you put over the the skull as well sort of thing if you want to so that's that's a great little set um and then um, Dustle Dawn Studios do one, and I don't know who the original designer was because they sell other people's work generally. Um, but it's it's a samurai, really quite ornate samurai head uh, with a skull. I'm not sure it was meant to be a skeleton or a skull mask, but yeah, it's awesome looking. So this is the Yoshitsune. Yeah, <laughs> Yoshitsune, yes. <laughs> I was reading the name. I was reading the name. Going, oh, I say that too slowly, and it doesn't sound good. Okay, good, yeah. Uh, and they also have another version of that, which has got an orc head in rather than the undead head, um, which is a really, really cool sculpt. I have one of those painted up by cool. uh, David Williams, um, and it's just awesome. Right then, so next we have some heads that I think would work well. I mean, they could work on any sort of skeleton, but I think. They could potentially work really well on the tapirki, tapiculi. I pronounced it wrongly. The tapiculi. Um, I think these would work well. So we've got um, Wolf King Customs and Legion Shop actually both sell this, um, and it's the spider skull. Um, so you've got multiple holes on it as if it's eye sockets, um, mm. like mandibles coming around the side. Um, very cool head. I'm, I'm going to get one personally and shove it on a. Okiatos 
Is it the blue one from the, the All yeah, Stars? That's okay. Yeah, that's, yeah. Ger- yeah, Jeremy Gerard did that, and I'm going to use one for that personally. But that's a really cool little little head or big head. Um, and the thing with Spurculites, Spur- the Spur- I'm going to call them Spurculites, whatever they're called. Yeah, they um they look really big, but actually they're 1.0 bills, so all yeah. these heads work absolutely fine on them. Yeah. Um, then we have a Prop Masters bird skull head, and this one is pretty big. I've got one of these. Um, so it's a really long bird skull head and then feathers coming out the back. Um, I'm not sure. I'm presuming maybe it's some sort of Incan thing or something like that. Um, that would be really weird to put on a tuberculi. That would definitely freak you out. Um, Prop Masters also do um, a, a goat skull head as well. Again, that would sort of tie in with the ones that they're doing with, you know, the, the horns sticking out and everything like that. Um, and then Legion Shop do two really cool ones, um, which I think were sculpted by Mortal Collections, but I could be wrong about that. Uh, there's one they call the Demon Skull, which is uh, like a horse, a horse or a dog or a deer or some sort of, you know, that yeah, sort it of looks like elongated a deer, yeah. skull face. Um, yeah, and it's then got uh, four really quite big horns coming out of it, two going backwards, two curling around the front. Um, they do it in ogre scale as well. So if our our prediction of an ogre scale uh, skeleton comes true, then you can get an ogre scale one and, well, and use that as well. Um, and if yeah, it does, then I'll be whipping mine down off eBay at the moment, which I'm trying to sell. <laughs> Just to say that uh, Jeremy was very uh, cryptic last night, but said really that uh, you're going to be blown away by some of the pieces that we have. Yes. So. yes. Things we've not seen before in uh, in the line, he said, or something like that, didn't he? We're going Did to he? we're oh, going good. to definitely read too much into that, but uh, yeah, that's I'm, I'm going with it too, Mal. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, the G-Con wave was so good, wasn't it? That to be blown away by the ones that they couldn't fit into that, then you're like, wow, okay. Yeah, but there could um, also be like- there could also be an sorry for interrupting, but there could also be an element of maybe not wanting to upstage Necronominus on his. Uh, big wave you know you don't want to make a figure that's maybe even cooler than necronominus jeremy has said more than once though that these weren't the b-sides he wants to make it very clear these weren't the b-sides they just felt that it was to do with that sort of sculpting a wave almost wasn't it is what they chose so these are actually every bit as good they just didn't feel they fitted quite in what they were trying to do with that wave. So you never know. There could be something in here that everyone's like, oh my God, <laughs> that's the best thing ever. <laughs> Absolutely. That that's would not surprise me. No, and when they were saying that as well, they were also talking about the um the all-in cost and keeping yeah. the all-in cost reasonable. Yes. Which again has me thinking like, ooh, an ogre one, because that's obviously going to be a bit more money. Because that's a bigger scale figure, so maybe that you know, maybe that's why that didn't make the cut. Another maybe mount. we'll get an ogre to take on Sir Jack. Yep. Another mount, yeah, a Pegasus, yeah, <laughs> an undead Pegasus. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Undegasus. Undegasus. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Trade that mark. Yeah, that mouth straight quick. to the patent office with that. <laughs> anyway, uh, onto my. Uh, and then we have another sculpts. one. <laughs> Then we have another Legion's con, uh, Legion shop rather one, which again is the deer, deer skull with um, just yeah, very weird antlers coming out. And as Mal said, yeah, it's they, it's their Wendigo. Skull, I want to get this yeah. full on crazy sculpt. I've got one of these painted. I think I bought it painted from them to match uh, scaphoid. 
My intention. It... Sorry, carry on. Uh, my intention with this is to get that at some point and combine the tuperculi parts with the grey alien parts and make a Wendigo. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, I'm not sure quite yet how I'm going to do it, but there'll be that is an intention in the future to do that. We're going to have some amazing uh, creatures in uh, Cosmerium, aren't we? Oh, yeah. We really and that are. won't be cosmic, though. It will be mythic. It's oh. <laughs> the only thing I'd say is the grey aliens are 2.0, aren't they? So you might have to do a bit of bit of fiddling in terms were. of connecting some of these. Oh, uh, were they? In my head, they were 1.0. Yeah, he said it's a really, really, a really, really tall figure, but it's based on yeah. a 2.0. Right, okay, that probably is. Set system. So. It's, it's possible to do that. Could have a fiddle, um, I but... saw Jeremy... Jeremy do it once where he was connecting 2.0 armed to uh, 1.0 torso and he just put some like masking tape. Right. But no, he wasn't masking tape. So it was a little, it was a little rubber end cap thing. Uh, yes. I've got yes. Some, not here. Yeah. And he just used that to connect it. So it's possible to do it. Just like, just needs a bit of ingenuity. Yeah. We'll see. There's still plans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah this, this Wendigo head is, is, Another one of those that's making me think of like what sort of dreamscape were you in at LegionsCon that you missed picking this up? <laughs> I must have walked past that table a hundred times. What's wrong with me? What we'll do, John, if you walk around, every time you walk past back past the table, if I'm stood behind our table, I'll just slap you across the face <laughs> and just say focus. <laughs> and then you can just go around and keep a better eye on everything. I, I you reckon can, we'll... you can Roy Kent me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> focus. <laughs> I like it. That sounds good. I don't think it'll be as bad this time. I think it's that uh, first time somewhere you're a bit, uh, and we were a bit jet lagged, all of us, weren't we? Oh, we so have our table bit, this time as well. So you know, yeah, somewhere to just pause for yeah, a minute as well. Exactly. Yeah. And you might also be, you know, during the setup, you can kind of get the rabbit in the headlights out of your out of your system. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. or size up your targets and go right. I will be at their table first thing in the morning because I want that head. <laughs> exactly. You are just going over in the evening for how many of those do you have? Perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Should I be here early tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> yeah one of uh, this uh, this year's right. legion. Uh, this year's Legion, oh, last year's Legion's con. Seriously, there'd been old women and children in front of me. I had to push them out of the way to get to Rich Prices. <laughs> I knew what I wanted. I knew where he was in the building. It was like, he's mine. You were focused. My goodness. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Poor Rich. Uh, right then, and next up on the, the list of stuff, again, I think these could work well with Superculi. a few different pieces on um, Dustle Dawn Studios and Blue Inferno figures again. Um, so you have a bird skull, you have a really cool demon skull, although it's a little bit like the Demistrios one, I guess, actually, now in style yeah. with the, the really long horns that come forward. Um, you've got a canine skull, uh, you've got a dragon skull, which is pretty darn cool. I love the dragon um, and skull. And then you've got another demon. Yeah, dragon skull is good, isn't it? And then you've got another, it's meant to be a mask, the last one, but it's, it's called a skeleton armor head. And it's, it's basically... Cool. Um, it's like a, it's basically like a dragon skull head, uh, sorry, a demon skull head, but it's it's actually a mask sort of thing. It's it's set of armor, uh, but that's all awesome. awesome. And again, just sort of weird enough and freaky enough to work on to Berkeley. That'd be cool. So maybe paint that up in a metal color and it might look cool. Yeah, 
yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so those are the sort of weird and wacky ones that I thought people could use for to percolate or anything else. Something even cooler that's going to be revealed tomorrow. And Jeremy did also say, um, dropping these, it's like they're coming, but it's like I haven't made my notes and I did make some notes, but uh, <laughs> I missed this one, but I remember <laughs> it now. He said, the reason I told you all the time to buy an extra to percolate will become clear tomorrow. Yes. I yeah, love that. That's exciting, actually. Yeah, that's yeah. just exciting. Because he was well, really pushing. And yeah. Whether you've bought the extra to percolate or not, it doesn't matter. It's just exciting that that means what will be revealed, no? Yes. Yeah, no, I I have an extra to percolate ordered specifically for that. So you better be right, Gerard. You yeah. better be right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there might be a mad scramble on... <laughs> On, on Sunday, not to order the new wave, but to order extras from the November wave yeah. from the retailers. <laughs> You'll see yeah, what goes out like, in stock. Yeah, he'll also be like, why aren't the new ones selling very well? And they just get all the retailers going, can we get more Necromonomous? Can we get <laughs> more, more Necromonomous? <laughs> yeah, have you pressed, have you pressed, uh, have you finalized the number for that wave? We could do with another hundred of this. Why, why sure. <laughs> okay, what have we got next, Rich? Next, we have some pieces that I thought um, I thought they'd, these would actually work pretty well on the big bad Necronomnus himself, um, but they could work on Maxilius potentially as well, or whatever new weird and wonderful characters get revealed tomorrow if they got that sort of soft loads of soft goods, priesty necromancer sort of feel to them. So, so these are some of these. So first up, it, it's not a head or a torso. It's the only thing in my set of pictures that isn't, and it's something that planetary dog toys do. And they call it a Necromancer starter set. And it's uh, it's all one sculpted piece. It's two books and a skull and candles in the skull with flames coming out. And the, the it's wax classy. Yeah, I love it. Skull. It's, it's such a brilliant little dio piece. You, could, you know, you, you can set that up and that's going to look awesome. Yeah, that's definitely on Necronomer's desk, isn't it? Back in his office. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Or he's work, um, maybe he's work from home workstation. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's Maxilius who does all his uh, paperwork for him. <laughs> Just to take a note. <laughs> oh, maybe Put your maybe that's... back on Maxilius. <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> You're not Travis. Come on. <laughs> maybe that's the um, maybe that's a sneaky reveal tomorrow. Necronominus's bookkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And... Along, along with the along with the Sir Gideon Squire, she's <laughs> going to be blowing the yeah. They're going to be blowing people's <laughs> minds with those two. I'm glad you said minds with that. The the accountant yeah. and the shit shoveler, great. Yeah. And I got this. I got this. There's no way they'll ever do it, but this all this like awful, awful figure of a um of like a, a necromancer or a skeleton who goes along and and like defleshes all the dead bodies so they can come up like as skeletons rather than zombies on the <laughs> battlefield. I mean, you can have amazing like meat removing things like from an abattoir and that sort of stuff as, as, um, <laughs> Mal is just shaking his head. Yeah, I think Mal's going to throw up. Pretty <laughs> he on, uh, looks yeah, like he's going to throw up. Yeah. <laughs> There's something about the whole flaying thing that is really, really <laughs> new. Yeah. Um, Alrighty. Yes. So next up, we have, um, I believe it's it's a prop master's head. I'm pretty sure, and this one's definitely painted by prop masters, but it's actually for sale 
on Legion Shop at the moment, and they only seem to have painted versions. And I couldn't see the unpainted one on Prop Master Store anymore, but it might still be there somewhere. Uh, and it's it's a zombie head. Uh, sorry, it's a skull head, not a zombie. My apologies. Um, and it's got like a really tall crown. It's a little bit like the King of the Undead in Lord of the Rings. It's got that sort of feel to it. Mm. Um, with lots of really tall spikes and that sort of thing. I, th- I think if you did that sort of brighter colours, that would actually fit quite well in Necronominus as this, like, you know, just make him even taller again, because obviously he's massive anyway. But just give him that extra height. Then you've got one um, that Dustal Dawn and Noble Bear do, I think, still. Uh, and this is um, one of Jason Rodriguez's... He did lots of, like, Mayan and Aztec kits and that sort of thing. Um, and this one is uh, the Jaguar Warrior. So you've got uh, headdress, feathers at the feathers at the back, obviously as the those cultures seem to have, uh, and then it's got a jaguar mask as the top part of the of the helmet, um, and then they do a human version, but they also do one with a skull in. Um, and again, I think if you paint that nice and brightly, that would work really well on Macronominus. It's got that sort of feel to it, and then very similarly, there's uh, another one the Noble Bear does, which is a uh, bit more basic, but it's it's a skull with um, an eagle. Uh, on the top rather than a jaguar and lots of feathers at the back um, and then they've got one um, I'm not even going to try and pronounce it because it's it's a Mayan word and it's like something or other I'm not insulting that language by the way that's just me stumbling over words um, and it's it's a skull with just an enormous and I do stress the enormous size to the headdress um, like a horizontal headdress over the top of it um, in fact, the one I've got, I'm actually going to use on an ogre. It's so big, I think it would actually work work fine on that. Um, and it also comes with a human faceplate, so you could even have it like removing the human faceplate to reveal the skull underneath. Ooh, so I'm more flayedness. Tech God that had that feature. This last skull with the priest hat on it? Yes. So this is, um, I think it's an action fusion figure set. Again, Blue Inferno figures, Dustal Dawn Studios. Um it's 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 a skull. It's a slightly weird skull. It's quite long. It's meant to be a human one, but it's quite long. It's quite drawn out, um, and it's got what you'd I don't know. It's like a what you'd if you expected a, a giant hat to be worn by a bishop of some religion. It looks like that. Yeah, he he looks like a lad that could have done with an orthodontist back in the day. <laughs> he does. There's a lot of teeth going on there. Um, yeah, he could go on your uh, on your Etheron priest, huh? He could. Just after he'd been had all the skin flayed off him by uh, Necronomus. Sorry, Mal, I'm going to keep talking about this now. Can we get Mal to physically throw up on the show? Uh, no, it's not quite that effect. It's just, uh, yeah, not a pleasant thought. <laughs> Fair enough. We we all have our likes and dislikes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a set that um, I think Prop Masters and Dustle Dawn do this one. It's called uh, the Consumed Noble, or something along those lines, on both of them, and I think it would work on Necronominus because it's it's quite fancy armor. So the torso has got ribs at the bottom, the bottom part of it, and then the top half of it is sort of it's not ornate armor, but it's quite fancy armor. Um, and the head that goes along with it, again, it's got lots lots of jewels in the in the the helmet and the headdress sort of thing, and it's got chain link side pieces to it and it's it's just a really fancy looking skeleton so i, like I think that. that would that potentially would work well on oh i think no. john might have it he's rooting around and yeah i have it shelf. on my kind of skeleton i brought to legion's con ah yes not the head now but the torso yeah oh, right. yeah 
Okay. Yeah, it's a cool torso. I like it. Um, and then we have a couple of pieces from, again, Jason designed, um, I think Dustle Dawn Studio, the new ones that sell them. Uh, one of them is an exclusive. The torso is an exclusive to them. It's the Millie blah, 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 torso. Um, just ribs, loads and loads and loads of ribs. And then it's got uh, like a fancy neck piece slash giant necklace thing that covers the shoulders and drops down. And it's got a row of tiny skulls across it, which is quite intimidating. Yeah, whose um, skulls are those? I've actually had, I don't know, little people. Oh, Maybe no. the fairies that we're going to Babies? get in one of the waves. Maybe it's their skulls. Ooh. Babies? Oh, John, come on. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, it's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, but I've got, I've actually got two of those painted up. Um, it's not Egyptian style, but I, for a couple of my Tomb King guys, there's lots of blues and golds and that sort of thing in them. Um, and then we have a Quetzalcoatl head. I think I managed to say that without butchering it. Um, this is like a snake god from the uh, the Aztec or the Mayan peoples. Um, so it's a very, very fancy helmet um, slash headdress. Again, there's feathers, there's a big snake head, there's two fangs coming down above the eyes, and then it's got a skull inside it. They do a human version as well, um, but this one's got the skull inside it as well. And again... I think if you painted that up in a fancy way, that would work really, really well on an Echoronominus. Yep, uh, I definitely agree with that. It's very cool. And lots of potential there for paint job. Oh, yes. And then you're back on to Prop Masters. I am. You can tell by the pictures, can't you? The bright colours they use in all their promo pictures. Um, so now I'm thinking about the zombies and the undead builder. But again, as John said earlier, you know, Prop Masters, they're not prop masters. Plantry dog toys do their stuff. So any of their stuff I mentioned, the zombies, they they do it in um, coloured resin. So you could you know you could do that. Um, yeah. So prop masters have got a few different zombie heads. Um, I'm not going to go through them all. There's like a skulls are and a rotten bone head, a dangle head, and a something else head. And there's various stages of decomposition. So a couple of them have got the the skin and the flesh missing around the mouths. Um, and just peeling off everywhere. That's the skulls are. That's pretty good. Um, you've got the rotten bone head, which is a little bit less flesh again, and some sinews going down across the mouth. Um, and then the other two are more traditional sort of zombie heads um, with the flesh just, you know, getting thinner and thinner sort of thing. These are also great fun for people who want to get into the painting game in terms of you could use very, uh, I would say, easy techniques like dry brushing, washes, dry brushing, uh, to make really cool paint jobs with these kind of heads because you don't need to be perfect because the heads are completely messed up anyway. So, you know, once you got your colours down, do a bit of a dry brush, bit of a wash, bit of a dry brush if you don't like it, bit of a wash again, um, and you can really get a cool effect with that. So uh, definitely that's the type of cool head that you could really... Uh, impress yourself with without actually you know being too far along on your painting journey so definitely something to look out for yeah these are the sort of heads that even, even i might have a go at there you go maybe we we can shorten down all that waffle i just did to even rich could paint these <laughs> so the next time i say that you'll know what i mean it's all that other waffle that i just went for for the last 30 seconds um and then next up on the zombie things, the, the top two heads actually are meant to be vampires. 
Um, they're from prop masters, but I think they'd actually quite work quite a lot on an undead one. You could have yeah, I think a vampire so that's being killed and come back to life as an undead sort of thing. So they have a vampire paladin head and a vampire uh, paladin with helmet head. Um, so they're quite similar. Um, they, they look like they're wearing a crown. One of them's got flowing hair. They'd be quite um, another good. one. Sorry, Rich, to interrupt. They'd be quite good on uh, Vorgus. That whole uh, being consumed by the armor sort of effect. Ah, Mal, that's good thinking. Yeah. You heard it here, everyone. I'm stealing that idea. <laughs> I'll let you. You can have it for free. These painted up, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think they work pl- well on that. Yeah, because the heads are so, you know, so like mid, you know, like it's, you could, I don't know if you can see it on the pictures, but the sort of the nose, the bottom, underneath the nose down, it's, it's missing all the skin. So there's just flesh yeah. there sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was going to shove them on, I was going to shove them on a couple of Lord of the Rings bodies as if they'd just been recently killed and were like coming back to life sort of things. I think, although the Lord of the Rings books don't go, you know, don't match perfectly, obviously the Mythic Legion's a bit smaller than that. But, you know, that slightly sort of, you know, slightly bent limbs over age and that sort of thing would actually work quite well, I think, with these. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, and then and then I couldn't do any sort of show or 3D parts without having some anthropomorphic stuff in there. Um, so bottom left, as you guys are looking at it, is a uh, zombie wolf head from Paul's Customs. Um, he's done a couple of different versions. I mean, this is presuming Paul's Customs is still going. I think he is. I mean, he's still listed as coming to Legion's Con this year. But he's disappeared off social media a bit recently. Um, but this is a, a, you know, it's it's like a wolf or a werewolf head, and then the flesh is missing across the, the front of the nose and around the mouth area, sort of thing, like a zombie. So that's pretty good. Um, we then have a maker I've not mentioned yet, Teal Titan. Um, do check out their store. They're, 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 some of their parts are incredible. They don't release many, and it's really sporadic when they do. They don't really tell people. It's just like you click onto it. It's like, oh, there's like four new things there. There we go. Um, but this is a zombie tiger head. So um, again, you've got one half that's you know tiger esque, and then the second half is just flesh, all of the fur has been taken off, and that sort of thing. Um, so that that's a pretty cool head. Uh, and then Noble Bear do one called Ursa Undead. So it's a zombie bear head. Um, it's one point zero, so it, you know it, it's not available at ogre scale or anything like that to do a really large one. But you've got the, the left-hand side of the head is, you know, is a bear head. There's the fur, there's all the stuff you'd expect. And then the right-hand side, the eyes missing, the part of the jaw's gone, all the fur's gone, that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, it's like it he melted. Like... Yes. Looks like it. Yeah, so you just got some... Candle cool that kind of melted, yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Some cool anthropomorphic zombie characters, which everyone should have. Um, and then the next set of pictures... Um, the first two are Legion Shop's ghoul heads, and Jeremy's talked about these at length. Um, the big pointy ears, the bald head, the, the massive teeth. Um, I don't actually have either of these yet, um, but I will be picking one up at Legion's Con, I'm sure, and getting that painted, because that's going to look really good on the Undead Legion Builder. Um, it's a really... I think the one with the closed mouth, although I'll probably get the open mouth, the one with the closed mouth is just super creepy. The eyeballs are huge. Like massive eyeballs, the teeth are really big, and he's almost smiling as if to say, "Hello, I'm going to rip you to pieces any second. <laughs> it's um, it's it's a really creepy head. So that that would be a good one for the undead pack. Um, Planetary Dog Toys have a zombie orc head. It's one of my favourites. 
it's such it's a one of the favorite really cool. heads I've ever custom painted. Yeah. Um, it's it's like screaming, but the like loads of flesh is missing. So there's eyeballs dangling out the side. Where, yeah, there's a there's a with or without an eyeball hanging out options. So you can get one where it's you know not quite as scary, and then there's one with the eyeball dangling out. And so that's that's a great head, and it gives you again it gives you different you know a different race into your, your undead. It's not humans and that sort of thing. It's like you know here's an undead orc that is coming for you. Um, and then they have, um, I think it's called Leon the Unholy, I think this one is. And it's like, um, it's a human knight, like a king. So it's quite a big crown on his head, but the skin's like fading back into his eyes. And, and you know, it's it, you could tell that he's undead. He's he's slowly decaying away. He's decaying away, um, yeah. They do a decayed version and a non-decayed version. But this, I uh, picked up a painted one of these, actually, at the last Pantry Dog Toys sale. So that should be on its way to me soon, hopefully. Cool. Um, and then... Lastly, in terms of zombies, are some torsos. So we've talked an awful lot about heads, um, but Planetary Dog Toys do some brilliant torsos for zombies. Um, they do uh, one called a um, famished ghoul torso, which is is a and again with the, with all these you can get them in two point zero or one point zero size. So that's really handy. You just select the option you want on on the website for the for the Planetary Dog Toys stuff. Um, so it's a really gaunt, really hunched over, thin torso with some a little bit of tattered cloth clothing on. So for a zombie or a zombie villager or whatever sort of thing, that's a, a really cool piece to use. And again, we go well with the parts. Perfect, yeah. Um, they have a couple more ghoulish torsos that originally came out around the same time as their mummy heads. So I think they were designed to work with them, but they work with anything. Um, so they're not skeletal, but the, the flesh is retreated so much that you can see all the bones through them. It's like they've been starved. Um, and you've got one with some stomach armor and a, an emblem on the middle and one without. Um, they're really cool pieces. And then one of my favorite pieces anyone's ever made is the um, the mangled guts torso that they do, um, which is a huge fat torso um, with the guts spilling out, all the intestines yeah. just spilling out the front of it. It's badass. It's very Nurgle, isn't it? And it's uh, it is. I I, <laughs> I have one of these painted up in Nurgle yes. style. It's gonna be my my Nurgle demon. Um, but there's some bones, there's pustules. It's I must I mean, get, I must get one of these to paint. I'm just afraid yeah. my kids will walk into my my room when I'm painting it. <laughs> yeah, because they. It, I I mean I let them in and out as they like. <laughs> have to maybe <laughs> make it make a rule. <laughs> I, I, I'm with you. I've got absolutely no idea what I'd, I'd do with it, but I'd love to have a go at painting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How nuts it is. Live Brilliant. painting at Legion's Gone. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw paint. I, I really like this because <laughs> it's the sort of thing the Four Horsemen will never do. It's yeah, too gory. It, that's the thing. They don't, yeah. they don't do blood splatter. They don't do guts. So you're never going to get anything like this from them. So. You know, this this is your chance to add something like that to us. And some people won't work for them because they won't want blood and guts on their show. Oh yeah, for sure. Fair um, enough. And most of my most of my stuff doesn't have blood and guts, but I think the occasional one chucked in there actually yeah. is good. It sort of draws your eye to it and just makes you think, you know, think about what you're looking at again a little bit and go, Oh, hang on a minute. Let me look at some of the others and what little tweaks have they got? And you know, they got some blood on them and that sort of stuff. So yeah, wholeheartedly recommend that tool to everybody. And I have a suspicious feeling, I can't remember for sure, that I might have bought a painted one of those too at the last Planetary Dog Toy sale. <laughs> then we have some 
some heads that I think would generally be I I personally would be if I was looking at the, the figures that are out already, it would be a deluxe Legion Builder skeleton or Maxi Maxilius without the clothing, probably for a lot of these sort of things. Um so we'll start off by going very, very heavily Wolfkin customs. Um so they have a humorous the Joker, which is just a superb name. Ah, John's got one of these painted, cool. Not the humorous, but one of the other ones. Um it's a skull wearing what what I'd regard as a traditional jester hat with three points with bells on the end. Um, I've got one of these that Zemo at Prop Masters actually painted up for me. He painted up a whole figure. Um, and it's going to be uh, a DC Batman. Not Batman himself, but a DC villain homage. You could probably guess who. It's changed genders. Um, but it's going to be my Harold Quinn. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, it's going to be my Harold Quinn. Um, then we have... Um, what is effectively, I think, meant to be like a crusading knight or a templar knight helmet. So it's it's one of those quite narrow helmets pointed. If you've ever seen Joe Vassapolo wearing his one on any of the podcasts or anything, it's it's a bit like that. Um, and it's got a cross. Um, it's got a cross that forms the nose guard and the top part of the cross is on the helmet itself. That's a great piece. Uh, there's a torso they do, which is by Mass Customs and... Um, I know Mass Customs himself sold on his own website at one point because I bought a couple off him direct. But now they're on Wolf King. This is a skeletal torso, but it's got like a ripped tunic across it as well. Um, so I've got one done up as um, a Templar, obviously, because that's you know what you think about immediately. But then I've got another one done up as a vampire that's or a vampire type creature, so the black and the purples and that sort of thing. So that would that would work great. Um, they do one called uh, I think it's Ponsla Bonehead. Which is a, con a skull wearing a conquistador style helmet. Um, they do human ones as well, but the, 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 that's a skull version. Uh, they do the one that John was just showing me a second ago, which is a skull with uh, chainmail all around its head and on the neck as well. It's like a neck piece attached to it as part of it. Um, that's a really good piece. And then they do a, a pirate skeleton, and you can't go wrong with a pirate skeleton. No, um, it's it's named after Patrick O'Boyle. So it's like patio skeleton or something like that um big pirate beard three-pointed pirate hat skull exactly what you'd expect from a pirate skeleton so um and you could maybe use maxilius's robe somehow in that as well with a bit of tweaking to the robe itself to give it that sort of coat feel to a, a pirate so that would work i think um then have um Plantry Dog Toys do some what they call knight heads. So it is, um, it's one of their heads that they, that, and John's waving one of those at me now too. You're showing off now, John. Yeah, I have loads of these, yeah. <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's, it's one of their heads, be it feline, undead, human, dwarf, whatever, which they've then put um, a helmet around and a, a small neck piece. And then you can buy masks that clip onto the front, onto the sides. And you can have the mask down or up to cover the face. So they've got one which is like a zombie face, which I picked out here. And then there's a mask which is it's quite terrifying, to be honest. It's It's got like teeth as if it's the teeth left from a skull. Uh, it's got tentacles coming out of it. The eyes are covered or look like they're covered by metal so you can't see what's in there. Yeah. It's... John has one of those. There we go. I totally reckon if they could fill that yeah. out into a full head... It's got a quite a cosmic vibe to it. 
Well, you could definitely do a It does, Mal, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So that's an awesome piece. Um, they've got one called Harold the Undying or something like that, which is like a vampire ghoul type head. John's got one of those. Seriously, John. Yeah. <laughs> we found John. John's got one of those. <laughs> yeah. I had one of those painted up recently as well for my Necronominous uh, congregation as well. It's got a nice long pointy beard, a really scary smile, a huge jewel at the front of the, the crown that he's wearing. It's it's a fabulous sculpt. I can't say enough about the sculpt. It's it's really great. Um, and then Wolfkin Customs have one that was designed by Stephen Buscotti. Um which is Le Bonehead, I think it's called. Um, and it's a skull wearing a medieval skull cap um, and then with a really long pointy beard. Well done, Steve. It's not a barbarian naked dude. It's not. <laughs> you say that, but it's very naked, isn't it? It's, it's the bones. <laughs> Ta-da. Um, yeah, and then... Uh, the last set of photographs, so this is a lot of stuff. Um, and again, to everyone that's listening into this, I will put pictures, all these pictures up as comments on the post. Uh, I'll also say which store they're from and what the names actually are. I've got it all written down. Well, so you I did say that already. Well, now I'm listening to a podcast. Uh, I can Google, you know, that's, that's not hard. Yeah. <laughs> so now we have, um, we have some dwarf and some goblin uh, undead heads. So this is based on my hope, expectation that we'll get an undead dwarf or Goblin, um, revealed tomorrow. So Wolf King Customs have three. They've got a dwarf skull, which is like, it looks like an all human skull, but it seems to have been squished down a little bit in terms of the height. So I think that's what they're using to determine the sort of dwarf feel to it. Uh, they have the same thing, but with a Viking-style helmet on. So it's got a nose guard, cheek guards, Viking-style horns coming out. Uh, and then they have uh, another one with a dwarf beard. Because, you know, there's a debate about whether dwarf skeletons should have beards or not, but this one does. It has a, a beard. Um, and then we have a couple of goblin ones. So we've got one from Paul's Customs, which is um, a goblin wearing a hat with horns coming out the back. Um, and the, the face is really mangled. The, the, like, the jaws off at an angle as if it's been broken. And that I've sort of thing. I've seen that really one. Cool. I really like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good fun, isn't it? As I say, yeah. at the moment, Paul's disappeared, but presumably he comes back, then that's a... Yeah, I just looked, his shop is still up and running anyway. Um, yeah, he's, so. I don't know. I mean, it, Paul, Paul's, he's a really nice guy. I've dealt with Paul loads. Um, he was doing brilliant deals on stuff at last year's Legion's Con, wasn't he? So I really hope that he does. Yeah, me too. He does come back. Um, and then lastly, but by no means least, on my list of pictures, there was a lot more, but I've tried to cut this down a little bit. Um, the Toy Forge sells a head called Gobogul. Um, and again, it's a, it's, a, it's a goblin skull head. Except it's got the ears sticking out. Obviously, we couldn't be there on a skull, but it's it's really cool. Um, and again, if we get any sort of undead goblin type thing, then that, that would fit in brilliantly. Um, and that's the rundown. There are lots and lots of other pieces out there as well. Um, I've tried not to include absolutely everything in this, otherwise we'd be here till midnight. Um, but there's so much stuff out there. For anyone that wants a zombie or a skeleton or any other type of undead type creature, there is a ton of stuff out there. Um, can I ju- go on the, the 3D... I was going to say, can I just a little plug for Paul's Customs, uh, for those of us who are excited about Diablo 4 coming out, uh, he's actually got a Mistress of Pain 2.0 that's uh, 
not looking dissimilar to uh i forget what her name is from diablo <laughs> anyway moving on <laughs> just a little plug there Paul's okay <laughs> good yeah i'm sure people that love diablo will be all over that like a rash but uh yeah. i'm uh i'm not familiar unfortunately yeah probably because no, it's, it's a video tomorrow, game yeah you know the next yes. stuff we've had already yeah one uh one thing i will mention is the zombie 13 torso at wolf king the the torso um plate that's definitely oh, the worth chest mention- plate. yeah the chest plate that's definitely worth mentioning given that they might use that system as well with the some of the new figures um so definitely give that yeah a look. the um the tuperculi although it's got a bone chest plate but that definitely comes with a chest plate um i rewatched part of the necronomous gcon reveal earlier and the Mark Calvo Viking bearded skeleton dude. Ah, yes. Thank you, John. Yep. I actually got yeah. one of those painted by Mark. I yeah, I but that. because Mark doesn't, I don't think Mark has a website, we often miss to check up when we're doing these preps. Yeah. I was just going to say, go direct to Mark on Facebook if you want his stuff. He's also got two really good undead dwarf head sculpts. Um, we mentioned them before, but one's got a uh, spiked mace sticking out of the side of the head. Yeah. The helmet, which is really good. And then he's got another one, which has got a chain link beard. Yeah. And a mouse coming out of one of the eye holes. It's a rat. The, Definitely it's a rat. In the, uh, it's a rat. Yeah. So those are those are fabulous sculpts as well. So, yeah, and then one more Mark's Wolf one. King from Emil. This helmet. Uh, I don't know what it's called again. Oh, the pain monger ones. Pain yes. Pain monger, I had, yeah. I had, both, I had both pain mongers on my list, actually, but they didn't quite make the cut. Okay. There's a pain mon- normal pain monger and a pain monger elite. Yeah. Um, and again, the normal one is at, is available at ogre size as well. So if they give us an ogre skeleton, then again, that's another good head for that. Very good. So that's just an idea that shows you how Rich has seven million customs, and it also shows you <laughs> that if if you just want to make one or two extra characters for your Necronominus figures, and pick up a couple of figures and part them out and stick a new head on them that's there for you so this is how the community has grown that we could just just for one faction get so many uh, options from the 3d parts uh, suppliers companies whatever you want to call them and you had to narrow it down vastly rich you know, you could have been, as you said, I did, for yeah. another three or four hours. Yeah, I mean, in total, I think there was it was getting on for 150 different parts. There you go. Um, that was zombie or skeletal themed. You know, it's, there's so much out there. Very good. Well, uh, let's wrap that part up. And why don't we now go into our giveaway? Seba sent us his siding kit from his latest uh, pre-order, or not pre-order, order uh, shop opening in May. Um, sent us the entire kit. So I'll post a picture of it on our page. But uh, we're going to give that away to one lucky listener of our show. Um, we're not going to post the question anywhere else other than me saying it now on the podcast. And the question is also going to be related to some stuff that we've talked about previously on the podcast. But if you're a listener, you'll you'll know it pretty quickly. And if not, you can run back into those episodes. Shouldn't be too hard to find. What is the favorite 
faction of the three hosts. So that's the three different factions. Mine, Rich's, and Malcolm's. You don't need to say whose is whose in your answer, but you need to give us the three correct factions in your answer. Uh, it's going to be an email competition. Uh, so uh, people that say they don't need to have email, well, if you have anything these days, you need to have an email address to sign up for it. So I'm sure you can manage to email us. And it is the Eurolegions podcast at gmail.com. So that's the Eurolegions podcast at gmail.com. Uh, so drop us your answer in there. You need three different factions. We've talked about them previously on our factions uh, episodes. Should be pretty easy if you're a listener. We want to give it away to a listener. So, um, And what we will do is we'll give you until the end of June, at least, um, to get your answers into us, to give you plenty of time, because I know some people listen to the podcast with a bit of a delay, um, which is, of course, no problem at all. But uh, we give you a month from now, pretty much, to get your answers into us. And then we'll see how we draw the winner. I think the most likely thing is that we'll do a little short live show where we do a wheel uh, on our YouTube channel and draw the winner from there. And just uh, you can have the parts unpainted uh, if you're not a painter and you want me to paint them for free. You can, of course, ask me to do that. Or otherwise, I just ship you the parts. And I will also include in the shipment uh, something that we got in this week, which is our new stickers of our logo, pins, and fridge magnets. That's what I did this week. So I got in samples of, so I did a little small order with the, with the supplier for those. Uh, I think they came out, out pretty cool. I posted them on our page, so have a look on our Facebook and Instagram pages if you want to see those. Um, what did you think of them, guys? They came out great. Really good. I've already got my mum to agree to put one up on her fridge. So I can point <laughs> it every time we come up here and go to my wife and daughter going, look, there's my podcast sticker. <laughs> yeah. I'm oh. tempted to get a fridge magnet fridge magnet, and put it on the fridge, all the fridges in work too. People are like, what's that? It's like, <laughs> maybe, you maybe you should have a listen to yeah. it and see. Yeah. Well, I will definitely send you a few uh, in the near future um, to hand out to your friends and, of course, to keep for yourselves. But... Uh, yeah, sounds good. And anytime I sell anything uh, in the next while, I'm going to be throwing them in as promo. So <laughs> if you see me selling stuff on the, especially on the Mythic Legions European group, and you want a sticker, uh, I'll probably throw one in. But if you really want something, make sure to ask for it. Okay, that sounds good. So then there was one more thing I wanted to talk about today, if you guys are up for it, which is the Covenant of Shadow. Let's do it. Are we up Let's for that? Yep. Yeah. So the first thing. Uh, to say is that Jeremy had an episode last night that I listened to and an article today on the com, where he expanded a bit more on the Covenant and the Shadow. And if you remember from our lower episodes, um, I especially was very interested in finding out more about the Covenant of Shadow because the Covenant of Shadow wave was the first wave which was introduced with a little bit of storyline. And the basics of the story was that these the four evil characters of that wave, which was Gorthok, Scaphoid, Torion, and um, Baron Voligar, they were meeting in a secret uh, place 
to make a secret evil pact to bring back the Dark Four. So this is basically which all triggers off what we have had from there, which is uh, the four big G-Con waves with the Dark Four. So Jeremy, uh, in his episode last night, actually read the chapter on the Covenant of Shadow from the upcoming book, uh, which still doesn't have a release date, understandably, in which they're still basically in the process of writing, which is why they're not talking about release date or anything like that, which <clears throat> I guess makes sense. Um, so did you guys get a chance to read the article or catch up on uh, on Jeremy's episode at all? I did. I uh, watched it uh well, uh, well, listened to on the train home and then finished watching it uh, when I got home and was having my dinner tonight. Yes. Uh, Very good. Yeah. I haven't had a chance to listen to it or read the article, so this is all news to me. That's because the weather in uh, North Wales was so good. It's so good, basically, yes. <laughs> That's a good excuse, I, I was think. Ro- rock yeah. pooling and showing my daughter how to body, well, not showing her, but, you know. Helping a bodyboard and that sort yeah. of thing. So. Making sure she didn't kill herself bodyboarding. Yeah. Or we'll get blown out to sea because it was yeah. pretty windy up yeah, there. Yeah, it could be pretty dangerous there. Um, yeah, okay. So the first thing to say about the Covenant Shadow, and I guess why, again, Jeremy with his uh, um, marketing manager of Four Horsemen Studios hat on, uh, you know, brings up this subject when Gortak gets the All-Stars vote which means that now all four evil characters of basically the Covenant of Shadow have been re-released from that wave. So you had All-Stars 3, which you had Scaphoid and Baron Boligar and Torion, and then All-Stars 6, so I guess the divisors of three, so three late, three waves later, you have uh, Gorthok. So that's uh, all four evil characters now released. And they meet up on this Ilza del Avar, which is uh, on the map of Mythos. And you know where um, the island of or the Atherhold is on the left side, kind of jutting down. Then this island of or this Ilza Avar is kind of one of those little islands, kind of to the south of that. So it's southwest on the map. So. Um, this is why kind of Gortok in the in the little uh, extract from the book, Gortok is the kind of host almost. You know, he's the one that's there already, and he's the one that's kind of letting the he he lets Volagar in. So Scaphoid and Torian are already there. They don't talk about that. They kind of uh, are in the inverted commas uh, conference room or meeting room um, when Volagar comes in. But the start of the little story is basically. Gorthok is opening the big metal door and Volagar is coming in. <clears throat> and it's also a nice way to explain the Valley, Baron Volagar one uh, uh, figure in that Volagar is turning up in his armor and his helmet. And this is more his kind of, you know, I'm out I'm out in the kind of uh, wilds kind of uh, fighting mode armor as opposed to his armor from Baron Volagar two figure, which is more Jeremy says basically that's more his kind of, you know, hanging around the, the white spine kind of, you know, ceremonial garb. So that was, uh, I would say, a little bit of a backfilling of the story and a little bit of retroconning, but uh, works well for them. Um, and yeah, Gortok is, Gortok is a bit chippy, you know, he's a little bit kind of chirpy and chippy and kind of, you know, 
gets his back up very easily here, you know. Volgar is very much a kind of, you know, uh, cold-blooded, kind of zero, kind of small talk, you know. Just, I'm here to do a job, and, you know, I basically could eat you for dinner if I felt like it. But, you know, tell me what you're going to talk about. And, you know, Scaphoid is a little bit kind of, you know, um, chirpy back at Gorthok because it's kind of, you know, why haven't you told us about this stuff before? And Gorthok is basically, well, we haven't had, we haven't had the kind of uh, power together and the kind of, we haven't had our our shit together basically and enough uh, resources to, to be able to kind of move on the information that we have. Um, and the first, the first uh, bit of information is basically the lost hammer. So we've, we've mentioned that before. You remember that rich, right? That Attila has lost his hammer. Yeah. And Mal, we, we mentioned before as well that, Oh, well, Attila has in the, War of the Other Blade uh, figures uh, update. I have not received my package. Uh, there has been no movement on my package since. Oh. <laughs> um, well, when you were mentioning where the uh, where the keep was or whatever, I was going yeah. to ask did you check that out on the cloth map and then remembered that you hadn't got it. <laughs> so, which is exactly why you should have mentioned it, Mal. <laughs> Mal is too nice. <laughs> people to, 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 to do things like that. If Rich thought of that, he would have mentioned it. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah. No, I went to the website where there's a perfectly nice high-resolution picture of the map when needed. Uh, one day I will podcast in front of the cloth map. There's a little gap there. You see on the wall? That's where it'll go. Uh, so, uh, it turns out that Attila, the arrogant so-and-so, He's got a fake hammer. Oh. A fake? Yeah. Whoa. As I say, dick. <laughs> it's basically like West Ham and Ted Lasso. Fake hammers. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. Do not explain that joke. Google it, oh, wow. people. Google it. Um, yeah, so it's a fake hammer. So... Uh, Attila, as as Mal has said, complete dick. He's going around with this hammer. The, the, like Jeremy said, because he's so badass, he's still able to, you know, rule and kind of, you know, uh, win battles and all this with this fake hammer. Uh, but it doesn't possess any of the magic and the kind of power that the original one has because basically the the bad guys have it. Gortek has seen it. This is my thing, though. Jeremy's like, oh, he's still, he's, you know, he's so badass and he's so dominant. And I'm like, he lost a giant hammer. <laughs> How does anyone lose a giant hammer? <laughs> oh, it's behind the sofa. Oh, shit. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah. And he lost it to the main enemies of his faction. It wasn't as if somebody else came, a snag came in and grabbed it. He lost, you know. Yeah, he couldn't have lost it down when he was down in Zalona trying to chat up uh, Artemis Silvercord, you know? No, 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 no. He lost it and gave it to the Legion of Arthur. I mean, ridiculous. (laughs) So they have it. um, And they also 
talk about the fact that the dark weapons still remain in Mythos. And the reason the dark weapons still remain in Mythos is because they were created in Mythos. So there was no way of taking them out of Mythos. So that also leaves open the possibility that they can retrieve the dark weapons and, for example, uh, the Aether Blade to bring back Arathir, who would be the first of the Dark Four that they're going to try and get back. And they have discovered the location of the Aether Blade and it's with the elves in Castle Silverthorn. And, Rich, it's no surprise to you that the elves were the ones that were the start of the problem for the good guys. Of course they were. Yeah. So that be that guy. No peace, man. Peace, and they just get like sliced up. So that's uh, that's their first protocol. They're going to get the Atherblade from the elves from Castle Silverhorn. That's the covenant, the shadow. They sign the pact to retrieve the four dark weapons, starting with the Atherblade. That's why there's the war of the Atherblade from the Mythic Legion's tactics game, uh, which apparently has wonderful figures that were released with it. Um, and <laughs> and that's, you not have yet, John? N- what? I don't think I ordered any. <laughs> to <laughs> be honest, yeah. Your to be honest, yeah. <laughs> I think I just that thousand dollars back a couple of years ago. I just, I actually just think I threw that away when I was out for a walk. <laughs> oh, oh dear. Um. Yeah. So that's so. It's yeah. The elves are going to get their asses kicked. I mean, that's a spoiler there for the Mythos Legion Tactics game. To be honest, yeah. The elves are. Are getting it. The other blade's gonna get lost. Arthur is coming back. And after that. Oh yeah, and Voligar, he was getting he was getting the hots when he said, Oh, it's the soul spiller. Can you can you get the soul spiller back? Ooh, ooh. <laughs> you know, he was he was really getting excited about the fact that he was gonna get the soul spiller and then obviously Alithia as a result. That's good. He's obviously a massive mummies boy. He is, yeah. <laughs> sure, that's necronominous. <laughs> I hope he's not like Homelander in The Boys, huh? <laughs> oh. <laughs> if he is not bad looking, to be fair. <laughs> Again, that's probably not a figure they'd release. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's be honest, no. Yeah, so that's uh, that's the Covenant to Shadow. Any further uh, comments on that, guys? What do you think, Rich? That's really interesting. Um, yeah. I'm not, I'm not at all surprised that Attila lost the hammer because he's a prat. Um, that's a good word, prat. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I guess maybe. I mean, did Jeremy hint at whether Atlas knew about the hammer being lost, and that was part of why Atlas? No. Went? Or, okay. But this could, of course, come in a later chapter. This isn't... It could, or Attila book, could yeah. push Atlas out because he's like, oh, he'd he know it's a fake. Oh, out you yeah. go, bro. Oh, I think this has happened after he's pushed Atlas out. I reckon that's a bit of his... Well, I reckon Atlas has figured it out and then gone, oh, yeah, I'm not hanging around with this douchebag if, uh, if he's kind of going to do this kind of a move. Do you reckon? Oh no, I think it's more that um, Tiller's gotten complacent after all his sort of success, and you know, a bit of wine, a bit of partying, 
showed oh, off his reckon? hammer to a few ladies and you know you reckon mm-hmm. so jeremy didn't say how they got the hammer then he just said that gorthok had said he'd seen it yeah, he just said, yeah, that they that they had got the hammer, and that Gorthok obviously had seen it because it's in the 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 Arthur guys' so He he was yeah. only reading this particular chapter. Yeah. And it, it, so there there is probably explanation of how they get the hammer in there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Bang bang, Maxwell. That's really Silver interesting. It shows basically that we're clairvoyant. On his head. <laughs> <laughs> I like where it's going here. Yeah, I can't. I mean, we said it at the time, but I can't wait for that book. It's going to be so good to get all these things filled in and just get another appreciation. Of yeah, I just want a massive coffee table thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. Jeremy was yeah. saying he envisions this as like a big coffee table book and, you know, so a mix of art and stories and something you could just pick up and flick through. And I think all three of us are... Yeah, I just want people, that, you know, I, I just want people to come into the house to actually just pick it up and go, oh, what's this, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then you can kind of have an in to show them their figures, the figures, yeah. rather than they're just like, oh, those figures, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, gentlemen, did you get an in this week? Mythic related or? Um, despite being away all week, I got some um, painted 3D parts back from um, a fabulous UK painter called Jack Mitchell. Oh, he's brilliant. He does a yeah. lot of the Mezco um, stuff as well, and I've seen him. In those he books. does. Yeah. It's, I think it's JCM Paints or something along or custom paints. Yeah, Emil has uh, Emil has promoted his uh, paint jobs on his gobs. Yeah. And usually it's ones that have been painted for me. Oh, is it? <laughs> so Emil's like, look at this. And I'm like, that's coming to me. <laughs> ah, nice. Nice. <laughs> and does he charge enough relative to his talent? Or would you say you're getting a good deal? <laughs> oh, I, I couldn't say. I, I think... He doesn't overcharge, let's put it that way. I think, you know. Yeah. It's um there are people that charge less. Um, but he doesn't overcharge. It's like, you know, his work is absolutely that's super what I, that's what I'm trying to say. You know, would you get paint jobs from other people for the same price and maybe his are better? Yes. I think it's fair to say. Fair enough. Good man, Jack. Well But yeah. then I use I use all sorts of brilliant painters. I mean, whenever I put my custom, you know, my customs up. There's a range of people that have painted parts for me, sort of thing, and they're all great. And I've yeah. I've done it for a while now, so I know the sorts of things that I like the way certain people paint. Yeah, that's so a good thing. A, if, yeah. there's fur, if there's a fur, then I know the painter that I want to use for that. Gotcha. His human face, I'll know the sort of painter that I I generally tend to go towards that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, because they just you know they're they're experts in that side of things. So yeah, but no, so I got about about twenty pieces back. I think well, no, maybe not that many. Maybe sixteen pieces back from Jack. Um, oh, torsos, heads, all sorts of stuff. So, very good. And very so, excited about all that. Um, how long approximately does does that take him to do? It's difficult to give an answer with this sort of thing with me because I'm I'm so laid back. I'm pretty okay. much horizontal in yeah, terms yeah. of time frames. So you did um, it. So in... while somebody else would somebody else would hassle him and get them back in half the time, I'm like, no, that's fine. Do other stuff. I'm in okay. no rush at all. Then when I get them, I get them sort of thing. Yeah, so, okay. Then we don't want to yeah. we don't want to sell them short by saying it takes that amount of time because obviously you gave him the amount of time that he took. Yeah, absolutely. Fair enough. Fair enough. I got my heads in from Seba from the the May sale, all the animal heads. And the sculpts are spectacular. And the quality of the prints are spectacular. So I am extremely pleased with them. 
I cannot wait to to do a couple of customs with them. I'm going to do a few more characters to go with the rhino that I did, as I mentioned in the last show. Um, my wife squealed when she saw the mancoon head because we have a kind of a half mancoon cat, and she was like, "Oh my yeah. god, it's him!" Uh, or her, sorry. And uh, I said, "Yeah." So I said, "I have two of them, so I'm going to do one for her, and uh, she can do what she wants with it." And uh, I'm going to do another as a kind of a, a custom. So that's cool. Very and nice. he also threw in uh, two bonus heads, which is a little bunny head and the dragon dude that I've done. I've done a I've done one already of that dragon, and I'm happy to do another one. Did a green one, so this one might be more maybe reddish, orangey. Shout out to Seba and Plantry Dog Toys. Very happy. I think the bunny dude is listed as a hare on their website. A hare. It could be a hare, yeah. 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 Or in Luxembourgish, a huis. Huis, yeah. I nearly hit one in the car the other day because they're everywhere now at the moment. I almost stood on one on the golf course once. It scared the living daylights out of me. Oh, I was trying to find my ball in the rough because <laughs> I spend a lot of time in the rough on a golf course. And went put my foot down and this hare, who I'd not seen, was next to my foot and went. And Ouch. yeah, I lost about 10 years off my life. Ouch. Because <laughs> they're big as well, hairs. They're they are. Quite, they're really, they're they're surprisingly really big. Size, yeah. 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 Um, very good. So that's, I think that's everything mythic this week. We're all very, very excited for the weekend to, um, to see all the reveals. That's going to be amazing. And to see how much the all in costs and, to see which oh, who cares? No, just show us the figures. Yeah, just, yeah. It's just <laughs> have my money now. You know, <laughs> it's just sincerely out of interest, you know. But uh, but yeah, also, you know, to see how you know to see which which would be maybe army building potential. I mean, I've already flagged up maybe a couple of Gorthox, just as great custom figure, or to maybe build a little Shadow Orc crew. Um, both are also great. Great one to buy multiples of, but that might get reduced severely when we see what's revealed. You know that this is the thing. Yeah. But they were very. Jeremy was very clear, and it was it was great to hear almost that they really just wanted to get the all star bit of it out of the way this week to concentrate on. They obviously have a lot of cool stuff to talk about tomorrow night, so um, that's great. Really, that's great. Yep, hour and a half show. He said. So it's going to be tight then, I'd say. It's going to yeah, be very, uh, move along now, move along. And then yeah, he also what, five or six, five or six figures likely in an hour and a half? Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, I reckon, yeah. I think it'll be another 10 figure way. I still haven't a clue whether, like, whether there is going to be good guys or if it's just going to be Necronominous. And one shout out that we didn't do on the show, and uh, I know Dorclair has put it up as their preview picture for their chat on Thursday evening so it's tonight as we're recording the shield for Necronominus that's surely going to come you know the 3D shield with the Necronominus logo uh, yes. because that was teased at the end it. of the G-Con yeah, live stream yeah. so I wonder what's going to get that oh my goodness oh, I forgot about that I wonder if that means there's going to be some sort of builder in it I don't know, but you know that, and the YouTube thumbnail as well has a kind of a skeletal type figure with the the pauldrons from um, Valak. Valak, yeah. 
But it also almost looks like it's half a skull and half helmeted, doesn't it? Like, you maybe, know, yeah, maybe across something. the... But it might just be the angle and it yeah. might be... As long as there's no Norse runes on there to get people wilder, <laughs> then we're, we're safe. And then you show a skeletal monkey. Yeah, all the, all the people that have read the Da Vinci Code go crazy, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Although that would work for Etheron. Yeah. <laughs> and then an update to to what I, I think we briefly mentioned last week was that uh, my friend in the European faction, Denny, had uh, Gorgo up for sale. Um, and I saw he was still available this week, so I reached out to him and said, was he be interested in a trade of any figure? And he was looking for a Magnus, and I had one. So uh, I've traded him a Magnus for a Gorgo. So, Do you think you'll get that Gorgo before you get guaranteed? Because he's actually <laughs> shipped it now, and it's he's in the Netherlands, <laughs> and I'm in Luxembourg, and that's not too far apart. So I'll probably get that very early next week. Uh, and I haven't a notion to get the other ones uh, within the next couple of days. So yeah, I, I guarantee. And to be honest, I I want to use the torso for custom because it's unique. If I have two like of them now. Uh, but I will not be touching this Gorgo until I get the other ones in because this might be the Gor- only Gorgo I have. And I do have, I, n- I never, I don't have the original Attila, but I, or sorry, Gorgo, but I do have the original Attila. So at least this will cover my Gorgo needs. Uh, and if my tactics figures get sent back because uh, the lazy, useless, awful customs. I mean, that's a question for you. So you spend 128 dollars on shipping and then it comes to your country that's fine and then uh fedex says oh your customs took it and then they treat you like well it's nothing to do with them now while customs has it and hard luck mate and stop bothering us um it seems like i don't know i gave you 128 euros or dollars to kind of take care of that and you know at least to be customer friendly with me when I'm inquiring about it. I mean, I'm 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 literally easy peasy. I'm just can you give me an update on the parcel and could you maybe uh, try and get a better update from the customs? Then you know we still have it, and they just get really annoyed. Now they are French, so I'm sorry for any of our French listeners, but it's very French customer service, which is awful. I mean, I mean literally appalling. It's literally customer last. What are our internal work processes? That's the most important. Customers is just literally the largest problem instead of actually the only thing you should be looking after. I do, I do feel like uh, shipping companies as a whole, considering they have one job, get very, uh, oh, pfft. sorry, not a lot we can do about the one job <laughs> when things go wrong. Yeah, or it's terrible, delayed, isn't it? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I find the best I have found is UPS. I don't know what it's like in the UK, but UPS are the most professional, uh, literally straight, shortest possible. And if they get a parcel that has like a week uh, in terms of like it can, they have a week in terms of the contract to deliver it, whatever the shipping uh, level is, they will deliver it still in the shortest time possible. Whereas every other shipping company will deliver it at the last second from from when it should be to meet their SLA or whatever. 
Um, I find UPS works all right for us because it gets yeah. more often than not. So it depends. It must depend on what type of postage it is, but quite often gets handed over to Royal Mail. Ah, yeah. That's the one thing about good about having a monarchy is the Royal Mail is quite well funded. Pretty good for all <laughs> yeah. the grief and all the, yeah. you know, it rarely does me wrong. <laughs> no, they're a bit more awkward. You know, I was going to say, I hate to say this, John, but the best one I found for the UK is FedEx. Yeah, Stuff well, it used to be almost, FedEx for me. Almost always, yeah. Like, I never, ever had a problem with FedEx. And I was always saying to Nico, in, uh, he had problems in Germany with FedEx. And I was saying, oh, I hope they never change from FedEx because literally I have had zero problems ever with them. Um, and and maybe this is not a FedEx problem. Maybe the customs have just started to be, you know, a-holes. But I know that the customs clearance is outsourced to a third-party company, which is not actually really the customs, because I know people that work in the customs, you know, uh, uh, Luxembourgish people, and uh, they literally are stopping cars on the border randomly, or, you know, they're dealing with, like, drug trafficking. They're not dealing with this kind of stuff. This is all outsourced to another uh, commercial entity who have basically got the contract to do the import customs. So it's not really the customs, like, police, you know? Well, I sent you that photo, didn't I, of um, that barbarian, uh, Mezco barbarian, Conan yeah. sort of set. And they'd even gone as far as tearing open the um, the mini Mezit to see what was in there. <laughs> I, I well, assume... I mean, they can, they can open these, they can pop and swap them. I mean, they can even <laughs> drop them at the door with, I think Attila looks better <laughs> with this cape. Different figures I with couldn't care power. less as long as all the bits are in there, you know? <laughs> Open all the orcs, you know, put all the different heads on them. Tell me this head looks better than the other, you know. Um, Tell me, you know, whatever you want, but like, just just drop them off at some stage, you know. Um, But I literally would have totally just forgot about it now at this stage, only for the show now that we do, because I'd love to have our episode where we just chat about what we think about these figures. (laughs) Ritual of salt is by the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be on eBay on Rich's page, just going, "Oh yeah, I gotta, I gotta buy the the Gorgo Attila two pack off Rich." The Jones one, two, three, four on eBay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll be on message. You go, mates, rate Rich, and he goes, "No, no, 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 no." no. And you yeah, can pay the eBay fees rate. as well. Yeah, two hundred and fifty pound. It's yours, John. <laughs> and I'll declare it two fifty, so you get to pay the customs as well on top. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> lovely, love it, love it. Well, gotta be square, you know. Um, yeah. So, you know, I think people can hear. I'm not. I'm not throwing my toys at the problem. I'm certainly not posting the cabal about it. And uh, yet. <laughs> Maybe one final question for today. So we, we talked about Attila and Attila is a dick. What kind of a poster would Attila be in the cabal? <laughs> would he be where's my ship and notice? No, he'd no. Be, or would he be Hard Pass have at it? <laughs> that that's him. Hard pass have at it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He'd be the one that goes, Do you know what? I selected every one of the twenty all stars in the exact order. Even though they've not told us what the exact order was, I got it right, <laughs> everyone right, and I'm going to put it on the cabal to tell people that. It is. Yeah, it's a guy that's very, very uh, righteous about the all stars and the winners, 
and everybody that uh, posted uh, about being happy about the ones that won that he didn't like uh, are definitely wrong. So, but you know, if you voted for one that you're going to buy f- buy from the horseman, that's all they want, literally. <laughs> you know, um, they just want you to buy them. So, you know, you can't be wrong if you're going to buy them. This is it. This is it. Absolutely. And trying to say that any of the alumni have unique parts and unique tooling is just. (laughs) (laughs) Pixis does not have any more unique tooling than uh, than Ignatius. Okay, let's put that one to bed right now. Yeah. You know, Rich has 42 Lord Bishatis that have that Mercurian helmet on them. Whoa, whoa. I got 15. Don't exaggerate. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. 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 That's that's somehow better. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you made him leave. <laughs> now, and now he dropped off. Oh my goodness. No, he's back. Oh, he's back. <laughs> Sorry, Rich. I, sm- I smite you. Hello. I smite you. <laughs> for calling my bluff. <laughs> so, unlucky yeah. for some, but hopefully yeah. not unlucky for us. If the can audio files load but uh, i see on my little uh jalopy here it's 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 still going so yeah excellent we get this out on friday guys thanks for episode 13 i can't wait for episode 130 but we're at 13 right now so thanks for this week looking forward to chatting to tomas and nico next week that's going to be a blast we're going to go through all the figures Next week's episode is just going to be figure by figure. What do you think? How cool is it? It's going to be a circle jerk, but we love it. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. So thanks for listening. Take it easy, folks. Have a good day. Stay safe, everyone. Stay safe. (laughs) He said it. He said Mal's like. Don't do drugs, kids. (laughs) All that good stuff. (laughs) Bye.